Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Marta Fioroto and Chris Adams. Marta is an associate professor in the Pediatrics Nutrition Department at Baylor College of Medicine. Chris is a sales manager at Columbus Instruments, a company known for their products which measure animal activity, energy expenditure, feeding and drinking monitors, etc. They are here to discuss the simultaneous multi-parameter measurement of the respiratory exchange ratio, animal activity, and food intake to properly assess metabolism. Let's jump in. Let's start with a question for you, Chris. Essentially, what is the configuration of a standard CLAMS system? Probably ask that question every day. It's uh, one of the most popular ones. These systems are all built on a semi-custom basis to include as many or as few features that, uh, that are needed or necessary to perform the, the task at hand. Typically, it's the budget that runs out before your wishes and hopes. But in terms of just energy expenditure, strictly, uh, all you really need is the calorimetry system. That's VO2, VCO2, and RER, which you can plug into those equations that I showed earlier and get energy expenditure. But in terms of energy balance, I would think the very bare minimum that you need is food intake and animal activity. Running wheel would be a great idea for that, so you can get the uh, spontaneous activity and get that VO2, VCO2, RER data. And then beyond that, you can also do the food access, which MARTA has. That would be an additional option you might consider. But the, the bare option, the standard clams for energy balance would be calorimetry, activity, and food intake. Okay, perfect. And I suppose one could start with those options and then keep on adding on as need be if necessary. Absolutely. Okay. Marta, you mentioned adjusting for thermoneutrality in your presentation. How do you manage that with a system like CLAMS? Okay, so if your experiment calls for it, sort of de depends. You can just adjust your thermostat if that's possible, or there are chambers that allow you to do that, and I think Chris can probably address that better than I can. Yeah, raising the temperature in the room isn't always a feasible option, uh, especially at night. Sometimes the HVAC is automated and the heat kicks off in the winter and the room gets exceptionally cold, or vice versa in the summer or tropical climates, it can get very warm, uh, warmer than you want. We have these environmental enclosures that we build now, which places the cages inside of a temperature and light-controlled enclosure that allows you to reach those thermoneutral temperatures, irrespective of the room temperature. Uh, you can also do cold challenging, for example, in those same enclosures, so they're very versatile. And then the light and dark cycle can be programmed in the software as well. So if you're looking at those circadian rhythms, you can control the light and dark cycle. And I'll skip ahead to one of the other questions that, that's come in, break protocol a little bit, but there was also a mention of group housed animals and how breaking them out into singly housed animals affects food intake and body weight. And there is an impact, especially if you just jump right into putting them in the clan system. And this highlights the importance that Marta spoke about, acclimating the animals to the cages. When you pull them out, there's, the, of course, the stressful impact from no longer being group housed with their buddies, but the inability to huddle really impacts their resting energy expenditure because they have to burn more calories to keep their body heat up. So this temperature-controlled enclosure does help combat that. You can raise the temperature of the environment to help keep them in a thermoneutral state. Okay, perfect. There's another question here about temperature and thermoregulation, and it has to do with housing without bedding versus with bedding and the, the ambient temperatures required, one versus the other. Can you comment on that? Is there a different or difference in any experience there? 
The bedding does allow them to nest and keep some of that body, that body temperature up. The absence of the bedding is more of a stress issue, I think, than a temperature issue, so long as you have that environmental enclosure and can crank the temperature up a couple of degrees to compensate for it. Perfect. Okay. I'll, can I just jump in here a minute Absolutely. and say that we've done some studies and in which we've used some of this new bedding, which is like the shredded long strings of shredded paper and we have had a study that's used that and it's sometimes the mice drag it into their feeders but that doesn't happen very often and sometimes it can mess up your activity but we're actually evaluating it because it may be feasible to include some of this sort of shredded spaghetti uh, bedding in these cages. Perfect. Okay. Thanks for your answers. Marta, question for you. What weight range of mice can be measured with a system like clams? And then also, we had a question here from Peter, and he asks, at what age can you start measuring with, with mice? Or can you start the experiment? So age and size go together, and really size is a limitation rather than the age. You do have to alter your flow parameters in your calorimeter because they are smaller. But I will tell you that we have successfully measured animals, again, using floors where they can't get underneath, as low as about 10 grams, right at weaning. And so we've, we've taken them at weaning, and we've put them in the clams cages and done measurements. Okay. It takes longer because they're then adapting to everything in the clams cages, but it, it's doable and you get very reasonable data. And big, well, we've gone up, we've measured our mice in there and they're very round. And I think we can basically, we've done 60 grammars in there. Yeah. Okay. So I would say 10 to 60 grams, but you do have to adjust your flow parameters so that they're sensitive to the sort of changes that you're looking for. Okay, perfect in energy expenditure. I'll jump in there too and I'll, I'll up that maximum figure. I've had customers with mice in there as, as large as 80 grams. In fact, that center feeder was designed specifically for the OB mice. As they uh, grew in size, they were too big to eat from an overhead feeder. Uh, the only way we could get them to eat is if we just put the food directly on the floor right underneath their mouths. And those animals got up to easily 80 grams and the system worked wonderfully. Okay, fantastic. Looking at the time, we, may, we might make this our last question. And I guess... Chris, mostly for you, aside from the data that was presented today by Marta, which was really uh, fabulous, what additional parameters can be monitored during such experiments? Yeah, clams has come a long way since uh, the initial systems for just uh, food intake and activity. These days, besides the environmental enclosures, which I mentioned, we also have telemetry for the system, so you can get core body temperature and heart rate, especially useful if you are doing experiments at not thermoneutrality, like a cold challenge or something like that. Heart rate, of course, being also very useful uh, for that spontaneous activity in mice. We also have multiple diets available for the cages, so if you're looking for a meal preference, you can combine that with the food access to force them to eat one diet versus the other. We've also done some special modifications on a custom basis for customers that need a tether to go to the animal, whether they need to uh, do some sort of a fusion mid-experiment. We can make custom lids to accommodate a tether. And also, as Marta mentioned briefly in her presentation, the use of treadmills. We make airtight modular treadmills that plug right into the uh, clan system. In fact, you can even control the speed from the clan software, so everything is automated. We 
hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.